You're listening to WJMF Radio, the beat of Bryant. What is going on, you guys? Welcome back to Down to the Wire. I'm your host, Brian Costa, and today we have got a great episode in store for you. As the NBA begins to turn its page towards next season, some major moves are already shaking up its landscape. To help me break down these remarkable moves as a good friend of the show and a Celtics diehard. So without any further ado, please welcome back to the show, Christopher Dring. Chris, glad to have you back with us here today. How you doing? Appreciate it. You know, I've been on the show before and uh, I'm excited to talk some trades and some offseason stuff because it is wild what is going on right now. Yeah, it's been some crazy moves. I know the last time we actually had you on our show, it was following the NBA trade deadline. So we got to talk about some moves like Kevin Durant going to the Phoenix Suns and a whole lot of that. Uh, that was a really cool episode, too, because um, it was in like the beginning of February but it was 60 degrees outside and you and I decided to film that podcast outside of the Koffler radio station. Yeah. It was pretty, pretty daring consider the time of year it was. I think it was, it was a cool thing to, you, yeah. you know, at least like, you know, give it a shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like we met some people outside that thought it was a cool idea. And I think overall it was, I would say that it was a success, you know, it was good weather for the time of year. So we had to take advantage of it, you know? Yeah, I mean, uh, shout out to Bill. He managed, I, I gave him the idea of doing it. And he said, I said, hey, if we set up the remote broadcast system, could we like aux in these microphones to the soundboard and throw it up on the station? He goes, I mean, we could try it. And like, we jerry-rigged the thing. We made it work and it worked out well. And not without some challenges. I know that we first started off the show. We got like 10 minutes in and then like the Zoom call like cut out and we had to like yeah. kind of start all over, which was nuts. That was tough. Uh, That was tough. We were already like into like our second segment and we had to like just scrap the show because like we couldn't get any of it. And then, uh, yeah, like it was just it was a pretty nuts time. I mean, like it's I I hope that maybe that can, uh, you know, a remote broadcast system like that with the um, soundboard. Maybe we could do um, at homecoming in the future, like some if there are some Bryant students who are interested, like you could almost do like a college game day setup where like you're where you have a pregame like radio show going on at the tailgate, something like that. I think there's a lot of great opportunities yeah. that could be had with that. A lot of potential there. A lot of potential for sure. That's, I feel like that'd be at least something to try. I, I, I don't know yeah. if it'll last too long, but hey, I mean, I, at I'm least a- something to try. Hey, I mean, I'm not running that thing anymore. It's up to them. However, they want to make that thing work. So. Uh, Bill's running it, I think, right? Yeah, Bill took over the GM job. He's got that thing now. So I think they're going to kill it. They already got um, everything lined up pretty well for the fall concert. And uh, they look to kind of just be off to the races right now. It's a good stuff. That's great. Yeah. All right. So, Chris, the reason I I reached out to you early this morning to get you back on the show uh, obviously has to deal has to do with the deal that went down for the Celtics uh, as a lot of us were sleeping. So very close to midnight. Um, the original trade that we thought was going to be happening for the Boston Celtics, where we would be acquiring wizard star, uh, Christoph's Porzingis, um, uh, completely got scrapped. We originally believed that Malcolm Brogdon was going to get sent to the Los Angeles Clippers. And then Marcus Morris was going to get sent to the wizards. And then various moves would fall as suit. The Clippers decided to back out of the deal. They said that they had issues with Brogdon's health. And then right before the stroke of midnight, right before, uh, Porzingis had to decide whether he was going to opt in or out of his player option. Marcus Smart gets sent to the Memphis Grizzlies, and his time as a Celtic is over. 
unreal. Chris, I just want to get your opinion on that. How do you feel that Marcus Smart is no longer a member of the Boston Celtics? Honestly, man, I, I've been actually, you know, I, I, I put on this shirt for the special occasion. I don't know if oh, you can see the Marcus Smart. Yep. Might be the last time I'm wearing this shirt, unfortunately. For a while, probably. Yeah. For a while. I, I'll i get to that. But, you know, I would, I've always been mixed about Marcus Smart and the Celtics. Part sure. of me says this guy's the heart and soul of the team. He loves the city of Boston. He loves the fans. And he loves being here. But part of me says, man, like he's made a lot of dumb decisions. He's cost us a lot of games. And he was part of the reason why this team, you know, didn't win last year. And it's it does hurt to see him go because he loves this place so much. I think he was shocked. I saw something that said he was in complete shock that this happened. And when I saw that, I was like, I just, you know, like my jaw dropped. I was like, we, Brad traded away Marcus Smart before Malcolm Brogdon, before Grant Williams, before Peyton Pritchard. You know what I mean? Yeah. He was the first guy to go. And that was a surprise. That was definitely a surprise. I know Brad didn't want to give him up, but I think if you're, if you're asking me, I think he'll end up back in Boston at some point. I really do. Because really? the Grizzlies, I, I know we'll get to this at some point in the show the Grizzlies did this for a reason because they will not have a full roster for the first 25 games they did this for a reason now I don't know how long his contract is I haven't looked at that I don't know what his contract is let me try but I I think I really think that he will I mean he's not too old I know he's 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 been in Boston for nine seasons but he's not like Chris Paul where he's you know, on his way out of the league. He's not by any means, you know, going out of the league. I don't see that. I think he might be back with the Celtics at some point, but not in the near future. Unfortunately. Yeah. So I, so I actually just got the uh, trade details of Mark uh, or the contract details of Marcus smarts uh, uh, contract. So um, he is currently on a four year, $76 million deal. He is signed mm-hmm. through the 2025, 2026 season. As of 2026, when he's 32 years old, he'll be a free agent. And so there's that. Yeah. See, I don't know. We're going to have to see if he even fits in Memphis. I don't know. Obviously, Dylan Brooks is gone, and they just got rid of uh, Tyus Jones, their backup point guard. So they just got rid of him and Dylan Brooks. They're both gone. And I'm interested to see how he fits. I think he'll be good for the Grizzlies, even though Grizzlies have kind of gotten a lot of hate in the past year or two. Um. I think he can at least help the locker room there because I know it's been a mess. It's been just a complete mess in the, in Memphis. Um, but now let's go back to the Celtics side of things. If you look at this from a pure value standpoint, Celtics won this trade. Clearly mm-hmm. we, we traded away Mike Muscala, Danilo Gallinari, a second round pick and Marcus smart. And we got Kristaps Porzingis and two firsts. Yeah. If you ask me, that's a win. And so I know the first is it's only moving up 10 picks, but it's still a first round pick for tonight's draft. Yep. Cause I don't even think we we're in the first round, right? Uh, we were going to be the 35th pick. So no, we would have. Yeah, no. So there you go. And I know, well, then the wizards and then the Grizzlies were just like the third team. But uh, what this tells me is that Brad was not satisfied with running it back. And Brad wants to take a gamble. Chris Porzingis, I think is going to be a good fit. I, I think he's going to be a good fit, but it all depends on his health. It all depends on if he can stay healthy. Because like we've seen, 
he's very injury prone yes. and he's not his, his body build is it's crazy. Like he's a seven foot three guy who can shoot threes very well for his height. And that's kind of fragile if you're looking at it. But yeah. if you ask me, part of me is kind of sad that we left or uh, we let go of Marcus smart, but it's kind of, I feel like it was a much needed change because we keep coming up short every year. And I feel like, this this could be the move that can make everything better, but yeah. So I guess I'll take yeah. it from there. I think I, I listen. I'm sad that Marcus Smart is no longer a Celtic. Um, you know, he was one of the big pieces of this rebuild that we did when we traded away Pierce Garnett, um, Rondo when he eventually left. Like he was one of those foundational pieces that helped start this new era of Celtics basketball. I know Tatum and Brown followed suit after that. Um, but Marcus Smart was that guy and was the, um, you know, was that building piece when we selected him as sixth overall back in 2014. And it is, it is a sad day to see him no longer as a Boston Celtic. But like you said, Chris, I do think that this is a win for the Celtics. And I just, I hope that Porzingis, like you said, can stay healthy. I know last year, uh, he played the most games ever in, uh, ever in a season for him. It was only 65 games, however, but mm, over that span, yeah. over that span, though, he did average 23.2 points, 8.4 rebounds and three assists. So uh, he's able to at least do really good and do really good when he's healthy. I know he had a couple knee injuries a couple years ago and, you know, he, you know, remarkably put to and very quietly put together one of the best seasons of his career. And I kind of just want to get your opinion. I know, Chris, you probably watch a bit more basketball than I do. Is this Kristaps Porzingis we're getting similar to the one that was with the New York Knicks or more similar to the one that we saw kind of flame out with the Dallas Mavericks? What version of Porzingis do you think Boston is getting? That's 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 a real good <clears throat> a real good question because like you said like last year he seemed like he was getting back into rhythm. Like I know he uh, he had uh, I believe it was an ACL injury. He tore yeah. his ACL uh a couple years back when he was in New York still. But you know, I just feel like the fit wasn't there in Dallas necessarily. He was, you know, I mean, he went there to be the co-star to Luca, and it just didn't really work out. Uh, I think, I know, I think he got shut down towards the end of the season last year. So I feel like he could have hit 70 uh, games played, which is like you're saying, impressive for a guy like that with his history. Uh, I think we're getting, it's, it's, it's really hard to tell. I feel like we're getting more similar to the Mavericks version of him because he's older now, but I mean, you say he's older. He's only 27 though. Exactly. I thought he was 30. Yeah. A lot of people have been saying that. That's what I thought. Yeah. He's been in the league for a while. He's been in the league since like 2017. Really? He came in the league in 2015, 16. He was 20 years old. He's played seven years in the league. I didn't know that it was that long. See, it's yeah. I, it's hard because I, I know he because he missed a whole year basically because of his ACL. Yeah, so it's hard to keep track 20, of his career. Yeah, so back in 2018 and 19 was when he tore the ACL. He didn't play a single COVID. game that year. Yeah, so that was that was what messed me up with like the age and stuff. I thought he was a little bit older, but no, he like 27. We're that's when you're supposed to be in your prime. Mm-hmm. Is you, you know usually your late 20s, early 30s is when a player's in his prime. Yeah, I think. So, yeah, I, I, mean, I think this is a good fit. I yeah. do. I'm hopeful of it. I hope that the Celtics actually can utilize him inside more and don't just have him as a big wing outside. Like, listen, I know that the Celtics yep. rely on th- on the three point shot, 
But you got a guy of this size, hopefully, to at least be able to somewhat use him down low. I know that's not 100% his style. I know that's not how he gets all his points. But we need to, if we're adding size down low, use it. That's that's at least what I want to see them do. And to get back to Marcus yeah. Smart, I love him. I think that, you know, like you said, he is the heart and soul of the Boston Celtics. Mm. But I do think that was as much of a bad thing as it was a good thing. And I think 100% that, agree. And 100% I, agree. And I'll say this. I think that this opens up the opportunity for either Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown to step up and go into that leadership role. Now, I know in the past, like, it hasn't been as easy for them to do such a thing. I know that they can, um, you know, this Celtics teams in, in past have kind of been a little bit heady is the way I've said it, and they've kind of gotten in their own way. But I'm hoping, mm-hmm. I'm hoping that this move kind of opens up the eyes of either Tatum or Brown or both. And they can say, all right, this is our team. We need to step up and we need to take control of that locker room because a lot of guys are going to be asking questions next year. And we can't just let this thing fall apart. We need to take charge and hopefully get off to a strong start in 2023. I agree 100% with everything you said. Uh, I think, you know, nine years. And I think this is a much needed change as much as I love Marcus Smart. Yeah. I think this is a good thing. And I've heard a lot of things about, well, Marcus Smart was basically coaching the team at one point and well, they didn't win. So maybe this is what needed to happen. Maybe Brad Stevens thinks it's just time for a fresh start. And well, this obviously confirms it. Jalen Brown is not leaving. He's staying Yeah, uh, for sure. hundred percent. And so that means I don't, I don't think we're done trading either. No. Because the salaries and the players are not this like this current roster is not good enough to win because you have Malcolm Brogdon who are paying twenty two and a half million next year with his injury concerns that apparently the injury is worse than we thought. Yeah, apparently so he's he got might... a, apparently he's got like a dead elbow or something like that to keep. I mean, if you saw him in game seven in that Eastern Conference finals, he couldn't shoot the ball. It was so, a four V five. It was yeah. nothing. You, you can't do anything. I'm surprised he played. Yeah, I'm, it, I'm... It was bad. No, I'm pretty surprised too. And, you know, you mentioned the the contract situation and the injury uh, history with him, but mm-hmm. you also just, you know, a couple of hours ago, he thought that he was getting shipped out the door and now he's still sitting in a Celtics uniform. That's uh, another thing. I, yeah, I don't, I, I mean, don't I, yeah, I was listening to uh, Toucher and Rich earlier today and they had mentioned the fact that the Celtics, when they uh, had Ray Allen on the team, they originally had a trade in place to shop him for Rudy Gay and when that deal fell through, Ray Allen's relationship with the team was never really the same afterwards. And instead of deciding to re up with the Celtics, he took less money and went to the competing and went to the competitors uh, with and down in Miami to join the Heat and won a championship there. That's a good point because I think about Jalen Brown when that comes up because I know Jalen Brown has been in trade rumors for Kevin Durant. He was in trade rumors for whoever mm-hmm. for a couple times now and. I I was convinced he was leaving. Yeah. But this is this means he's not leaving. That he's he's gonna sign the Supermax and stay here. Yeah. And I just wonder what we're gonna do with Malcolm Brogdon now because I'm sure he doesn't he's probably not feeling the best right now because Brad Stevens tried to trade him yesterday and he's still here. Yeah. So and the Clippers literally didn't want him because of his injuries. That's the least that's what the report said, which that's probably true. Yeah, because I knew that when he came here, I was like, I was worried that he wasn't going to stay healthy. He played, he played more games than I expected him to. I'm going to be honest, which was good. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I I love the guy, but I I'm not sure if he's a great fit 
Yeah. And I just think, I think you need, if we're going to get rid of Pritchard, at least get another guard in return for him. I don't see Brogdon and Derek White as the two guards that can help this team win the championship. I don't see yeah. that. I mean, and I, especially Grant Williams is another topic. I don't know. We can discuss. Yeah. Is he going to stay? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what his future is going to look like either, but at least what we can tell from this uh, Marcus smart trade is that Brad in the front office, at least believe enough that uh, Derek white can step up into that starting point guard role. They, it, it almost kind of seems poetic now how on the, uh, on the game six game winner where Derek white scored it, Marcus smart, <laughs> threw it off the board and Derek white tipped it in was almost a, uh, a, uh, kind of a, uh, passing of the torch, I guess you could say as, uh, you know, That's one Celtic, <laughs> one Celtic point guard, uh, you know, passes on the, uh, legacy to the next guy. And listen, I think that Derek white as a defender has really, um, has really stepped up his game. I think that offensively, Definitely, um, he, yeah. he's shown up in times where Tatum and Brown have been completely absent. Uh, so he is, you know, really started to put himself together and I think that he can step up into that starting role. Now, the way the rotation is going to work, I don't know if you're going to have Rob Will yeah. and Porzingis out on the same out on the floor at the same time together. I don't know if you have uh, Allen, Allen, Kristaps uh, out there. I don't know how mm. that's all going to work, but I'm intrigued with it nonetheless. Yeah, me too. I was thinking about that. I was like, I feel like there's no way Porzingis comes here and making 36 million and doesn't start. Yeah, that that, no, that, he, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, th- that's not a question. He, uh, yeah. barring injury, he is a he is your starter. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I'm just if if you put like the injuries aside, I'm thinking it's going to be Derek White, Tatum, Brown, Porzingis, and I would say Rob because people are saying how's he going to fit next to Rob? But he, people forget Porzingis is also a pretty good defender. Yeah, he's like he's not bad. He's a he, like you were saying seven foot three. Like he's pretty good on defense and just depends on how they're going to use them. I don't know. Yeah. And now that and now that Marcus Smart is with the Grizzlies, uh people are saying that, you know, there was an article I know that came out that talked about the Celtics um having a reputation around the league for being soft. And now that you took probably the most physical guy out of that locker room, uh is there a guy maybe on the free agent market, Chris, or someone in that locker room that you think can step up and take that spot of Marcus Smart? If there is one, who would that be for you? I'm I've really been thinking about this. Like, okay, you trade away Marcus Smart. There's no way they're done trading. Who no. would you want to go out and get? You have a couple of guys, you, you got Grant Williams you, that you can deal, mm-hmm. maybe Malcolm Brogdon and maybe Peyton Pritchard. You, there's three players that you can get pretty good value for. They're all they're all I mean, Brogdon's older than the other two, but they're still young. You can get good value for them. And well, obviously. Chris Paul is out the window. We'll we'll yeah. talk about that. I wasn't sure if I was gonna like the fit there. People are saying Russell Westbrook. I, I'm not. I'm not really. As much as I love Russ, I'm not really for him, just because he's a ball dominant point guard, and yeah. we already have enough, like offense. I feel like you need a more of a defensive point guard that can also play make pretty well. I feel like we need a little bit better playmaking uh, than Marcus Smart had. That's why I know a lot of people. Um, a lot of Boston fans were saying, oh, like, when are we going to get a true point guard? You know what I mean? And I don't know if there's really a player in mind. I just would want someone with experience and good playmaking and is pretty good on defense, I feel like would be someone. I'm just trying to uh, trying to think of a player off the top of my head. I mean, is, Patrick, be... is Patrick Beverly a free agent? I is think he out there. Ooh. I've 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 heard about that. I honestly wouldn't be opposed to it if they signed him for a good deal. 
I mean, why not, right? It's, yeah, it's, it, it, he's 35 right now, and he's an unrestricted free agent. He was in Boston a couple of weeks ago on some podcast. I remember that. He was talking about the Celtics fans. Uh, but he tweeted something out yesterday about the Bulls running it back in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And I didn't look at the comments, but the like-to-comment ratio was um, interesting, to say the least. Yeah, all right. Uh, oh, yeah, must have been a lot of angry Bulls fans in the comments <laughs> um, because that team is – all over the place, but mm-hmm. I feel like something like maybe someone like him. I just yeah. don't know and, off and the I'm, top of my head. I don't know. Yeah. And personally, I don't even hate the idea of Russell Westbrook because I think the expectation wouldn't be for him to shoot threes. And if you were to have him come off oh, the yeah, bench, yeah. Like that's the big issue with the Celtics. Get guys in who just bench. shoot two, like get guys in who shoot twos. I'm more than fine with, with Russell Westbrook. If he's inside the lane, just being ball dominant down low, shooting twos. I'm more than fine with that. The issue with Westbrook was that a lot of teams were trying to get it, get him outside um, his success and was, you know, they were trying to force him to shoot three point shots when that just oh, is yeah. not his game. Yeah, so, they were. I remember last year they were leaving him open. Like, yeah, great. Like, like they were they were backing off like, you know, way far, like giving him a couple like at least like a couple of like feet just for him to shoot. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, come on. Like, that's just borderline disrespectful if you're going to play him like that. Yeah, but. I wouldn't be like I wouldn't hate it. I just think it's something that they should at least consider. I just I wouldn't be like you know like yes like that's we should go do that right now. But I mean the draft starts in like two hours and yes. I haven't heard anything. Yeah. So I, I, know. I think as draft starts to get closer, we might get some news. I don't know. Yeah, I know that one other thing I had heard on Sports Talk Radio today was the potential that uh, I don't know if it would be via trade or just at twenty five. I for, I don't know how much. Um, uh, his draft stock has um, has changed at this point, but um, one one name that had floated out was the possibility of the Celtics taking Imani Bates. I don't know if that's... Oh, I've heard of him. I don't know if that's a potential on... Because at one point, Imani Bates was one of the best players in the draft class, and then over time, his stock has kind of fluctuated. There were points mm-hmm. where it, it, maybe people didn't know if he would stay in the first round, and uh, many years ago, people thought he was going to be like a top-five pick, so... I don't know what his uh, what his uh, you know situation is right now, but uh, it is intriguing nonetheless. Maybe they can get a guy at that later pick, but the way I see it, like I know they just traded up ten picks into the first round. Once you get outside the lottery, it's all kind of a shot in the dark. Yeah, basically, I just that, that, I think I don't know. You're going it's off intangible. You're going off intangibles at that point. Like you really kind of have to yeah. get lucky. And sometimes you hit. Sometimes you sometimes you just fall flat on your face. So. I'm hopeful that the Celtics can pull something together tonight. Maybe we can mm, flip some sure. picks even and get some get some um get some veteran depth that way. So who knows how this thing is going to look? But uh, yeah. I do want to transition over now to our next topic. And I want to make one last point about this. All right, go ahead. I think if I were a betting man, the Celtics trade the pick, and here's why: mm-hmm. they haven't. I know we drafted Tatum and Brown. I know it's 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 great, but outside of them and. Marcus Smart and Robert Williams, we haven't drafted very well the last couple no. of years. We had like no. think about the picks we had. We had like Romeo Langford. Where's he at? Yeah. I don't even I think he's on the Spurs or something. Yeah, we, we tried had him. um Aaron Neesmith. Yeah. He's actually he's actually not bad. I'll give him that. He's not bad. He's in um he's over in uh, I think Indiana. Yes. Okay. Pritchard, you know, not too bad, I guess. Grant Williams and a couple other guys that I'm probably forgetting about that they're just Rob not on the Will. team anymore. Well, yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, like uh, that was a great pick, of course. But now we have all new. You know, Brad Stevens was not the GM when that happened. Yeah, that stuff happened. So I'm what, not sure. What man, you're not high up on JD Davison? 
You're not in on that train right now? <laughs> Someone said he grew a lot, actually. Okay. I saw a report the other day that he said that they said that he grew a lot in the like the past couple months, which I'm gonna I'll take your word for it, I guess, but I want to yeah. see it. And I also so, just I, I yeah. and you can be seven feet tall, but if you can't play, then that's not gonna help us out. So um exactly. You know, who knows how that thing who knows how that thing will look? Yeah. I I we'll am see. I am hoping they do add though, because I was seeing people talk about like their depth chart and they and they were like, Oh yeah, off the bench, like we got uh we got Bro- we, we, no well they they they're, they were saying like oh we got we got Brogdon we got Sam Hauser we got all these guys and I'm like yeah as soon as you say Sam Hauser fun fun guy to have at the bottom of the roster I don't want him to like general gen- genuinely be getting legit minutes on this team at least at yeah. this point we're paying him like two million bucks yeah. like come on I'm all set like, with Sam not... Hauser I'm all set he's so, a cool player but man you know yeah. all good but yeah that's it so we'll see. Yeah. So they now might draft the, somebody who knows. Yeah. Who knows? So the next topic I have for us tonight, Chris, actually kind of ties into the last show we did when we were outside of the Coughler Center. Uh, and, you know, we had talked about Kevin Durant going to the Phoenix Suns. Uh, they had just acquired new ownership. And, you know, after being eliminated, eliminated from the playoffs, they are going all in in an attempt to win a championship this year. Mm-hmm. And they started off the offseason with a bang by acquiring Bradley Beal in a trade. That sent um, also sent Isaiah Todd and Jordan Goodwin to Phoenix in exchange for Chris Paul, Landry Shamet, and a boatload of draft picks. I think it was like what a six, lot. like six total second round picks. And this is just a complete like this is just a yeah. this is a definition of a blockbuster trade. Yeah, they also included four pick swaps too. I think yeah, which is crazy. Um, so if you want my take on this, I think this is a stupid idea for the Suns. <laughs> now. I don't think this was entirely Washington's choice mm-hmm. because for some odd reason, the old GM of the Wizards gave Bradley Beal a no trade clause, meaning he can pick where he goes. So he wanted to go to Phoenix. Yeah. And I think, okay, if Phoenix, Phoenix now has to pay Bradley Beal, which is a lot of money. I don't know what it is, but it's a super max. It's probably like 40 plus, maybe 50 million. Yeah, he did just re- that. He did re-up with the, with the Wizards uh, last year. Or last off yeah, so now they got to pay him. They got to pay Kevin Durant, and they got to pay Booker and DeAndre Ayton. Now, if I'm adding, you know, if the math, the math's adding up, it's probably pretty close to like the luxury tax. Yeah, Beal's um, Beal salary next year is forty six, uh, forty six um point seven million dollars. Just and then the, and the man. and the and the year after he's making fifty, and after that is fifty three. So he's making a lot of money. By the final year, by the final year of the contract, he could be making fifty-seven million dollars that year. That's a player option for one for one player. Mm -hmm. That's a player option here. See, this is why I question the Suns because why I just I don't see a reason to get a guy like Bradley Beal. You don't need a guy who scores a lot and is not great on defense. He's he's a great uh, shot creator. He he really is. He scores the ball a lot. But you don't need a guy like him. The reason why they lost was because they didn't have enough depth on their team. They have like Terrence Ross coming off the bench. Like yeah. what? Cameron Payne, Terrence Ross, like Ish Wainwright, like guys Jeez. like that. I feel like you I'm can't bad. win a championship. Like I feel, that. I feel like it's 2015 again with those guys coming off the bench. Yeah, it's just a bunch of washed veterans. It's it's the Brooklyn Nets all over again. This is yeah. what this is. And I I like as a basketball fan, I'm interested to see how this works out. I'm not praying on their downfall. It's yeah. just my opinion. This will not work for them. They will lose in the second round. 
and they're going to be like, well, what do we do now? Yeah. If I were the Suns, I would get rid of DeAndre immediately mm. because his contract is horrendous because he's on a max he's on a max contract. Jesus. Which why did you give him a max contract? I don't know because they almost lost him to Indiana last year. And I've heard a rumor about them trading for Miles Turner and Buddy Heald in a package, something along those lines. Okay. I don't know how realistic that is because it's two players for one, and I don't know how the salary is going to match. I don't know what their contracts are, but if they get rid of DeAndre Ayton because the Pacers are have been known to have interest in Ayton because they tried to get him and the Suns yeah. matched the offer. So mm-hmm. uh, I think if I were the Suns, I would deal Ayton to a different team with some maybe aging players like the Pacers is definitely a team to consider. Um, I don't know where else that they'd want. I mean, I know Portland's been in rumors. Portland's all over the place. I don't know what's going on there. Um, but just, you know, teams like that that would want a guy like Aiden, I think they should at least listen to some offers. But I'm kind of glad that Bradley Beal got out of Washington. But the Wizards, yeah. the Wizards front office is, ugh, like, I don't know what they're doing here. I mean, honestly, I kind of have to commend the Wizards as to what they're doing right now. I think that they realized the mistake they made with giving Bradley Beal that enormous amount of money and realizing yeah. that they couldn't surround him with anything. And I think they're like, you know what? We're going to blow this whole thing up. They are shopping guys left and right. And I think that at this point, that is the right thing to do. Like to say like, oh, why are they trading him? Why are they doing this? Like it makes sense as to why they're doing it right now. They're saying we need a complete rebuild, tank in the draft, get some top picks. And like, hopefully they can actually do a successful rebuild with a team with this team. So that's, that's the reasoning behind that. But I see this deal and it is the definition of like, hey, we are going all in like we have to do this now because Kevin Durant's not getting any younger. He's only going to he's only going to be performing at that level for, you know, only a couple more years at this point. His body will start to break down over time. And then Devin Booker is a free agent after this year. His contract expires oh, really? next year. Oh, I didn't know so, that. So this deal. So it also might be them. Maybe they've had discussions with Devin Booker and haven't gotten anywhere. And they and they're starting to realize, hey, maybe we're not going to be able to bring this guy back. And if that's the case, let's bring in another guard that's, you know, get that has similar production. And maybe we could build around that in the future as things as things uh, progress. But, yeah, like Mm -hmm. I don't know how they're going to make the money work if they can bring Devin Booker back. But I don't know. But, yeah, in in your opinion, Chris, you think this team's going out in the second round. You don't think that they're going to have any way to match up with the Denver Nuggets. Uh, No. And it's this it's going to be the same result of this year, next year. And well, health is also a concern for, especially with with uh, Durant and Beal. Beal's been not really that healthy recently either. Mm-hmm. I just think I'm not really. I, I know that the Wizards kind of were working with a bad situation when they like with the with like the new GM and stuff. Yeah, I just think that the old front office should have traded Bradley Beal a couple years ago, maybe two years ago, and they would have gotten more for him. Yeah, I think. That's just what if I was the Wizards, I think I should have traded him earlier, like after that Russell Westbrook season, maybe. So maybe like two years ago, maybe like that off season, I maybe would have looked into training him just because his value would have been higher. But I think for the Wizards, I think this is good that they get a fresh start. So, but I I, I don't know. No one's really gonna be talking about them anymore because they're probably gonna get rid of Kuzma too. Yeah. So the Suns, I just think they're just lacking bench depth. I that's just that's gonna be their their issue that's gonna come back to haunt them. 
They yeah. could go out there and win it all for a, you know for all I know. They could be like a surprise to everybody and win like 65 games or something. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't listen. Know. I mean, listen, they have a shot. I think that, you know, they are going to be heavily favored by a lot of people now coming into uh, you know, coming into next year. But I do have for to sure. agree. I do have to agree with you like there is a lot of risk when you're making a deal like this and uh, we saw it work out with the Golden State Warriors um, when Kevin Durant signed back there in 2016. And at that yep. point, they were just so loaded that they were going to be able to take care of business either way. That was crazy that they, yeah. I, but ever since then, these super teams have not been able to produce the same results that LeBron, Wade, and Bosch did, or Durant, yeah. Curry, Thompson, Draymond Green, and all these other guys. Like, uh, we saw Brooklyn absolutely uh, fall apart over this past season. Like, yeah. And yeah, like it's just insane. It just, and even when Kyrie went to Dallas and we thought that was going to be a super, uh, a super pairing, like that whole situation fell apart too. And the Mavericks complete, the Mavericks didn't even make the playoffs. That's another conversation. I feel like for another yeah. day to talk about that, that's crazy that, that they missed the playoffs yeah. because of that. So I can't believe that, man. So but, I mean, and and, yeah. and we all know that the Suns are historically a a smaller market franchise. They don't have the revenues that a team from New York or L.A. or even Boston has at yeah. their disposal. Teams from Florida, even for that matter, uh, they don't have that in the desert like that. So they wow. realize they have a very small window, and they know, all right, if we don't hit this, yeah, we're gonna have to blow it up. But they realize that the time is now. They don't have time to. Be like, all right, let's really build some depth here. Let's get some pieces here and there. They know that they have to – it's going to be an all-or-nothing year. This is what it is. Yeah. I can't really blame them for trying it. I know Matt uh, – what's his name, Matt? Ishba. Um, Ishbia or something like that. Yeah. He uh, he seems like he wants – what we saw with the KD trade. He's willing to risk it all just to, you know, at least gamble, try to win. Um, I can't hate him for it because it's at least – something to try i thought for sure beal was going to the heat but i was wrong yeah um but i mean mean, the last thing is i heard people say like in the suns um like at least saying well this isn't that bad because they could just trade one of them yeah which i guess could you could do like what the nets did i guess but that's i feel like that's a bad way to look at it Mm because you're still trying to build a super team yeah so it's like i don't know but I'm interested yeah. to see how it works. But yeah, like you you mentioned Beal uh, you know, potentially going to the Heat or I know there were also rumors about him going to Milwaukee. What a bullet the Celtics dodged with that. Cuz too was another team. Yeah, but that's out in the West. This is a yeah. major bullet that the Celtics had to dodge at least in the East. Oh, okay, yeah, I see what yeah. you're saying. Yeah, that's So true. like th- that could have been a major issue for us. Who knows if the Celtics have to face off against them in the finals like that's an issue you have to worry about down the road if the if Boston can even make it that far. So yeah, well that's uh, a, yeah that's. But the fact that they're way. out of the fact that they're out of your conference is a good thing at least when you look at the state of the playoffs. So that's sure. at least a positive. And uh, you know, to you know transition into our next segment, this trade also impacts a, another move that just went down today. So uh, yeah. one of the, so I had mentioned that Chris Paul was in the deal that um you know sent Bradley Beal to Phoenix. He was a Washington Wizard all for a couple of days. Um, people were clowning him online and were saying like, "Oh, you're never gonna have a shot to win a ring again. You're 38 years old. You're done." You know, I just saw people were like talking trash to his daughter in school. Like people yeah, are that, nuts. That's crazy, man. Like it's the internet is a is it it can be just a horrible 
place. Oh, no. It's it's, yeah. it's honestly kind of sad. Like when people's, especially with like Russell Westbrook, yeah. I see so many negative things and it's just like, guys, come on. Like they still have more money than all of you and have had more success than all of you probably. So a hundred percent. Come on, man. Yeah. And now, and now, you know, all those people clowning on Chris Paul are going to have to kind of bite their tongue now. Cause he is going to have a shot at least, uh, at least what we think to at least compete for another NBA title. Cause just today, the uh, Golden State Warriors acquired CP3 in exchange for Jordan Poole. So uh, he, so Poole is out, CP3 into the Warriors, likely to be their sixth man coming off the bench to, mm-hmm. you know, you know, in relief of Steph Curry. Which, uh, if you were to have told me that, you know, five six years ago, that Chris Paul and Steph Curry were going to be on the same team together, I would have called you crazy. So that is uh, that is pretty wild. Yeah, just the the those two premier caliber point guards, um, experts at their crafts are going to be you know in the same uniform is remarkable to me. So, uh, Jordan Poole, uh, he had a great uh, finals run in 2022. Uh, he got a great contract extension from Golden State, but just was not able to live up to the Ugh. expectations that he set for himself. Yeah, Jordan Poole, uh, he's, well, I've, I mean, well, like my friends know this. He's my least favorite player in the NBA. <laughs> hate the guy, hate watching him play. I said, I made a video, um, a TikTok video a while ago. I said, Jordan Poole is the most overrated player in the league. This was when, this was back in like November, I think, mm-hmm. of this season. So yeah. it was early in the season and I made that video. And I was like, I hope this age is like fine wine and everyone is like in, you know, agreeing with me. And that's exactly what happened. He was <laughs> didn't live up to the hype from last season. He's his like averages went down. He literally got Steph Curry ejected because he threw uh, Curry through his mouth guard because he was mad at Jordan Poole's shot. And he, he got himself ejected because of that. And Jordan Poole took that god awful shot in the playoffs against the Lakers. Um, in in the very end to try to win the game <laughs> it was way off, and I'm just saying like, yeah, he he's got some good moves and stuff, but man, like he is not, he's just not, he's just not that guy. I I don't know. He makes so like way too many mistakes. The turnovers, the decision making is just awful, and just oh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I tend to agree with you. Um, like it's always been funny with uh seeing Jordan Poole. He's uh. You know, there's always been the meme of him uh, when pretty girls or whatnot are in the stands. He just he starts to play better. I don't know if he's going to have that same luxury in D.C. Because one, I don't think that they're going to be a lot of people coming to that stadium. And nobody going to D.C. for the game next year. And two, I've never heard of D.C. being like oh the God. premier spot for like supermodels to be flaunting around. So uh, no. watch for Jordan. What the Jordan Poole fall off is incoming. That's all I'm going to say there. Um, but no, in all yeah. seriousness, Ugh. in all seriousness, Washington, like he could be Washington's go-to guy for, uh, he could be their number one scorer next year. There's a chance at that if he doesn't get flipped for someone else. He, yeah, I think he, he probably will. I mean, they're talking him or Tyus Jones is the, the Wizards young core. I'm going to be honest. It's not, it's not very good. No, like their young core is not very good. I don't know. Like they, they drafted, uh, Johnny Davis last year. He could be potentially a, like a generational bust. Yeah, but I mean, just um, just the name Johnny oh, Davis. It sounds like a uh, sounds like a Johnny like Davis. a random oh, creative player. It's yeah. I don't. I mean, I'll I'll find his draft stock. Um, but like, man, it's like or his draft like spot that he was taken in. But man, it's bad. Yeah. Um. Um. You know, 
As for the Warriors, this is an interesting move that I didn't see coming. I did not see Chris Paul going to the Warriors. I really didn't. I thought he was going to go to a different contender. Like maybe, of course, I I never want to believe anything that Lakers fans say because they say everyone's a Laker when they hit free agency. So I don't – I mean, I'm never going to believe that. But, I mean – I don't know. I think it's a good move for the Warriors. If I, I think there was a draft pick in there too. So, you know, I guess they lost something, but yeah. Oh yeah. And the Wizards drafted Johnny Davis at the number 10 pick in last Ooh. year's draft. And he barely, he didn't do like anything this year. Jesus. That's kind of disappointing for Wizards fans. I don't know. Yeah. But as for Jordan Poole in Washington, I think he'll have a decent season, but just at least scoring the ball. I don't know about anything else. He's one of the worst defenders in the league, so that's yeah. he doesn't have much going there for him. But I don't know. I think this is a good move for the Warriors. That's I do too. I, I do too. And listen, I had once thought that Jordan Poole was going to be the third splash brother out there in Golden State, <laughs> especially when they were taking care of the Celtics uh, in in last year's finals. So I thought that that was yeah. going to be the case, and I thought that you know potentially if Clay Thompson started to tail off, maybe Poole could take the spot um, next to Curry. I genuinely thought mm-hmm. that was going to be the case, but uh, it's just the case that like what, what we saw with uh, Caleb Martin and Gabe Vincent in the Eastern conference finals, it's just guys that can't live up to the expectation that they set for themselves. Oh God, Caleb Martin. Oh, I could go on for hours talking about the, just the, the like sheer disappointment in that man in the NBA finals. Oh my That's God. the biggest fluke I've ever seen in my whole life. Mm-hmm. Like just watching every game. It's the biggest fluke I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. was Caleb Martin's Eastern Conference Finals. I was there for the first game, and I watched it live, too. I was I was there for game one, and I was like, there's no way we just got cooked by this guy, bro. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. But that's Literally, a whole other episode. Ugh, it's unbelievable. So, Chris, before we do go, um, this isn't some tr- – these aren't, like, trades or uh, free agent signing news, anything of that, anything of that matter, but – it is an NBA story that I was meaning to cover, but didn't get a chance to on any previous episodes. And that has to do with the big news that came out following the NBA finals. Um, and once the Denver Nuggets had their victory parade crowned as champions, first title in NBA history, it was the announcement of the suspension of Ja Morant. Uh, some people were more excited mm. and waiting on this news than they were even the result of the finals for a lot of people. It was Pretty the tweets crazy. I saw were funny. I'm not gonna lie that the the tweets I saw were funny. They're like, well, only four days until the NBA announced <laughs> yeah. <its> suspension. It was <laughs> like, bro, come on. <laughs> it was it was like the finals are on, but with the way that uh, that thing went, uh, I can understand why people were uh, tuning out pretty quickly and were getting ready for this. And frankly, I think that a lot of people were underwhelmed with the announcement that came out. Uh, John Morant only is going to end up serving a 25 game suspension. That's, uh, that's the length of what he's going to be, uh, out for with the Memphis Grizzlies. I know there are some, uh, stipulations, I guess, and, um, benchmarks, I guess he needs to meet in order to be eligible to return. Um, but I believe that the NBA is going to try to get him back on the court as soon as possible. So I don't know what that's going to look like, but, uh, uh, decided to show up today, I guess. Nice. (laughs) That's awesome. But yeah. Nice. So John Morant, I know the other big thing is that he's going to be ineligible for any in-season awards. He won't be able to meet any of those benchmarks. So, um, Oh yeah. With the new CBA. Yeah. And and, and I know that there is a lot of, uh, 
a, a lot of money tied to whether he could make an all NBA team. So that's a major hit for him as well. That's true. He didn't make it last year either before this whole thing went down. He last season, well, actually, well, no, before the second one, I think obviously all NBA was at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. He was ineligible. He didn't make it. He didn't yeah. make any team, not even the third. So yeah, and that's kind of a, that's tough for him, but yeah, it's um, tough, but I think it's, I think it's a punishment that he needed to learn. I mean, he is a generational talent, definitely. but when but when you do stupid things like this, not once, but freaking twice, the same exact thing, showing a gun on Instagram Live, you would think, okay, yeah, once, like, yeah, yeah. crazy incident, like, there's no way, like, like he's, he's going to be more careful, but then he proceeds to do the exact same thing. I remember where I was when the second time broke. And I was just in awe. I, I was like, nah, someone had to have Photoshopped that. That can't be real. And That's even, what I thought, too. And That's even if, literally what I thought, yeah. And even if it is, like, there's no way, like, the NBA – like, the NBA will definitely try to hide this. And everyone just, like, collectively lost their minds. It was, was nuts. And some people thought that he was going to get suspended for the year, for half the year. And, you know, people thought that uh, it was going to be, like, an O.J. Mayo situation. It was going to be, like, uh, uh, like a uh, – just I forget the exact words. Not it was just going to be like a, uh, you know, uh, a suspension for like an indefinite indefinite amount of time. So it wasn't going to be determined when he could return to the league. So yeah, uh, yeah, it, it it's crazy. Like, do you think that this was a, a a just amount of games, or do you think that he should have gotten more? Um, this is a really tough thing to judge because. Well, OJ Mayo, I'm not sure the entire like backstory Those, behind that, but if it's yeah, an that, indefinite suspension, I feel like there's got to be more. Like he didn't do anything yeah. to anybody per se. Mm-hmm. That means like I'm thinking, well, if he like, you know, God forbid, murdered somebody. Oh my goodness! Then yeah. then, then that that would be talking. If he didn't, like he didn't use the gun, he just had it. Yeah. Which I don't know where he was, and I'm not I know, sure if that that's legal. So I know in the first incident, I believe he was in but, a nightclub, which is oh not- that see that was bad because I heard that if he brought the gun on the team plane, then he'd be suspended for a bunch of games. But I guess yeah. they did. They said that wasn't true. Yeah, the second did- time, like oh, his friend did him dirty. First of all. Yeah, and... that that was messed up. I mean, like he is in a car, but like, yeah, that one that was messed up for his friend to be recording him while that's happening. He did that on purpose, hundred percent. I think so. I I don't think that's that was an accident. He he was literally holding it up, and as soon as he flat, he put it down, and everyone got that blurry image of him holding it like this, and it's like, come on, man. Like, I'm honestly, I'm I'm disappointed because I really. I I wasn't sold on the apology being 100% genuine, but no. I thought that at least at least he would learn from this that this you just can't do that. You like no. John Morant has has influence over so many people and a lot of kids too. A, a lot of kids look up to this guy as their as like their role model. He's he's one of like the favorite like youth players. I, I mean, we see um, we got Curry and like Luca, like all these new players. And John Morant. Yeah. And you can't be doing that. No. And expect to keep like your status as one of the best young players and biggest role models in the league. You just can't. Yeah. And I mean, like you thought that he would like uh, his shoe stock would suffer. It didn't. It sold out in minutes. And, I'm surprised yeah. that, that, that that happened. I'm very surprised. Yeah. I can I can believe it though. I think outrage can drive sales like that. If if it's done right, it can uh have an effect like that but 
Yeah, I mean, he's got to evaluate the people that are in his inner circle because they do not have his best interest in mind. 100%. Um, listen, and if they're affiliated with that life and you have some ties to that, which he actually really doesn't. He came from a pretty uh, well-off background. But if your friends yeah. are part of that life, that's one thing. But they at least need to be able to respect the fact that at least for you, you are the breadwinner for a lot of those guys. You're the one hooking them up with, you know, potentially jewelry or cars or, you know, uh, land or different things like that. So yeah. uh, they need to at least be able to respect that. And if they can't, you need to step away from those people because it's a toxic situation. You can't be involved with that. Yeah, it's really disappointing to just, just to see like kind of what like just like this whole situation is just kind of disappointing as a whole. Mm hmm. But I really think that he's actually going to learn from this. I really think he's not going to do it again. If he if I mean, he does it again, he's no one's going to take him serious. No, I mean I hope he I hope they do, Chris. But like I saw them, I saw like a lot of people saying like they even thought his apology was like written by Chat GPT or something because it seemed so disingenuous. True, I know so I know funny. it wasn't true, but that was, was written, so funny. But it was but... written as just like so bland and like it lacked any like uh, criteria true. of what he did. He was just like. I am sorry for actions, insert action, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to attempt to do better. And it just didn't seem, uh, it just seemed very disingenuous. I just think now, like, I know he talked to Adam Silver about this. He obviously must have talked to all, like, people throughout the NBA. His, uh, like, his personal, like, trainer and, like, all this stuff, like, for the Grizzlies. And he's he's got a, like, I'm sure he's come up with a plan. Hopefully. To just improve his like figure as a whole because you can't you just cannot be like bringing your image and like 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 hurting your public image like this in such like stupid ways yeah like why why is he doing that i don't understand it like even if he wasn't even on the video like even if the instagram live wasn't there like why is he doing that yeah i mean like listen i, do for I him? listen i don't understand I, listen young boy like it triggers a lot of emotions in people but you don't have to flash a gun like what's going Crazy. on, man? It, it's ridiculous. Uh, and like, and the fact that this story doesn't even stop here. Uh, other players are, you know, on other teams, and I guess this will be like how we end things off, Chris. Um, you know, this like the gun incident is now impacting players on teams that we actually root for. Um, you know, most recently with the New England Patriots, where quarterback uh, oh. Jack Jones. This is an unbelievable story. I so, can't believe this. So oh, when the man. second. So when the second um, uh, John Morant incident happened, Jack Jones went on Twitter and said and basically said the words of, and, and said essentially like, hey, put down the gun. There's no reason you have to be showing that around, you know, take responsibility and like and be mature essentially was his message there. And then this guy proceeds to go to Logan International Airport and have not one, but two firearms and a feeding device in his bag. Loaded, gets, too. Yeah, loaded and gets caught by security. Yeah. And, Chris, I mean, listen, we've all been through airport security. And, like, I, my yeah. parents, they, they tell me every time, hey, hey, that toothpaste bot, that toothpaste tube might be a little too big. Hey, you can't bring that mouthwash on the plane with you. And these guys are just yeah. walking through fully strapped. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I was – it's funny. I have a story. I, like, I was, in, uh, I was in Florida in March, and I literally had nothing on me. But like the shorts that I was wearing, for some reason, came up weird in like this, like in like whatever it is, like the detector or whatever the thing it is, like the security device. So they had to like double check me. I didn't even have anything on me. It was just like 
It yeah. must have been like the shorts I was wearing or something. Like yeah, they're could. really strict about everything. I mean, yeah, you might have spilt water or done something like good that. Good thing, but no, I remember when we uh, when uh, I came back from spring break this year, I was like, we got stuck in like the TSA line for like 20, 30 minutes because my buddy, um, he plays guitar. He didn't bring his guitar with him, but do you know like the capo? Like the I think it's called a capo, which is like one of the things that you like put on the strings to like make the uh to make the uh, sound to make the guitar sound a little different. Oh, I've I've probably seen it. If it's you, a it's if, yeah. It's, a, if I it's, saw a, it's it, like probably. the clamp. It's like the clamp thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I I I think I've seen it. Yeah. So yeah, it's a guitar clamp that like it it like changes the way that the strings sound. He had it just like in his like uh cinch sack or duffel bag. And on and on the thing, it came up actually looking pretty suspicious because I actually like looked up what one of these things were, and like like we we were just like we were asking the people what's going on, and they were like no questions. We have to like go through your bag, and like they were like opening this kid's bag and like Bro. going through every single little thing, and eventually after like however long they found it, but like I remember like they call over a guy and he legit has a shirt on that says like um like Fort Lauderdale explosives like team. I'm like oh my god. And, it's, it's crazy. It is no joke. And that and that and again, that happened for, for a guitar pick. But this guy comes through with two fully loaded guns to an airport. Not one, but two. Yeah. And expected nothing to happen to him. Like, I'm sorry. That's just like, like that guy just doesn't see how the other how the other side lives. That's very disappointing. Yeah. Very, very disappointing as a Patriots fan, because there are too many Joneses on the team to keep track of. I know no. he was. He had a lot of potential. I don't see him playing if 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 he really gets like um convicted of these crimes or whatever, because I know there's something he broke some laws, obviously. Mm-hmm. I saw he said something that he was not guilty of something, even though it's like, how's that possible? Because he literally did do it. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but he's set for a court date and I he's still on the team. They didn't cut him instantly. Like he's still on the team. So I don't I don't know what the deal is. I don't know what Belichick's gonna do, what Kraft's gonna do. I don't know what to say is. I yeah. really hope that this kid gets a second chance. It's hard to give it to him after what he just did, but he's a very talented player. And I, I hope, I hope that he learns from this and becomes a better person. I really do. Yeah, man. I hope he does too. Uh, I know that his lawyer, I don't know her name, but um, she was kind of making like uh, the headlines. I know she was talking about like how this, uh, you know, was kind of a, um, how this was like a prejudiced um, jury or how people were kind of like judging uh, were judging uh, Jones on like preconceived notions. And I think she said like, Oh, like people think he's a wannabe gangster. And at that point, no one had really said the words wannabe gangster in association with Jack Jones. But after looking into it, like a lot of people are now like finding potential like gang ties to this guy. Like I guess on Twitter, he doesn't, he spells his name with uh, J a C C with some things I had heard because you don't want, uh, and I and essentially that's usually a sign that someone's in the Crips because they don't have the word CK together because I guess that stands for Crip Killer. Oh, that's and, interesting. And like, I've never heard of that before. Yeah, but, and then okay. I guess there, I guess there, were, I, and I this is all from like um, from like Sports Talk Radio. I was hearing over mm-hmm. on ninety eight five the Sports yeah. Hub, and they had said that there were some there were some pictures with Jones potentially flashing like gang signs and different things like that. So I'm like, yeah, this thing could get blown out into a whole different field. So that. I don't even want to touch that right now, but this thing could get absolutely nuts. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, the Patriots, that's a whole nother topic of conversation. There's so many things we can talk about for that. Maybe as like, as the season gets closer and I just learned today that you will be back at Bryant. So that's exciting. And we, you know, 
Yeah, man, I am going to be back at Bryant. So I'm going for my, That's awesome. yeah. So I'm going for my MBA in the fall. I'm super excited for it. I'll be living on campus again, which is nuts. So, Sweet. uh, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm really excited. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, Chris, with that, I have to say that we are now down to the wire. So we're going to wrap yeah. up what we talked about on this show today and send you guys on your way. Chris, first, is there any way that uh, you want people to you know know about your content? I know you just mentioned your TikTok. Uh, you want to shout that out real quick? Uh, yeah, I mean, actually, I can just honestly, I can just like show a picture of it at this point. And then, you sure. know, like I usually go private on socials because I get, you know, there's a lot of, you know, scams and bots and all that yeah. stuff. But I mean, this this is my uh my my profile i got i got 18.6k not too bad so it's christopher 200 xx yeah see the name is weird because it's like my middle school email name and i just never changed it i i'm honestly thinking about changing i don't know what i should change it to yeah because it's already in my thing so i don't know if i should put my actual name in like like put like i don't know if i should put my last name in there i don't know what i should do i don't know i'm gonna i'm thinking about it yeah, but uh, yeah, I make videos sometimes on there just for fun. A lot of people have said they found my videos, which is I don't. It's honestly kind of cool. Yeah. More. Um. But yeah, that's that's really it. Um. So that's I don't know. I'm gonna uh, I'll, I'll repost this on my story for uh for the followers that I have because I I know a lot of people uh, at school and from home too and stuff. So get some new fans because the show is it's it is not stopping. It is not stopping. Yeah. Uh, so. Thank you for having me on, Brian. I appreciate it. Um, hopefully, I'm hoping that the Celtics pull it together this season. Yeah. And I don't know. That's really it. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, and listen, that's if you guys – Yeah, and I'll just say that if you guys want to follow Down to the Wire, uh, we have a link in our bio in our Instagram at down.tothewire. It has links to our Spotify, Apple, YouTube, all those different, all those different streaming platforms where you can watch the show. And if you just decide to follow the Instagram, you get notifications about show posts. And we also like to do little uh, clips from the shows or even like little news updates as they come along. So uh, make sure you go follow on there. It's great to just stay up to date with what we got going on here. I, I some... follow them. And uh, yeah, yeah, you yeah, should so, too. Yeah. So we got some and we got some good stuff on the way in the fall. I, um, I'm in contact with a couple athletes right now. So. Uh, you know, have some exciting interviews on the That's horizon. Awesome. So I'm excited about that. So I hope you guys tune into that as well. Uh, and I'll say this too. Um, you know, today we had a great show. We discussed uh, Christoph Porzingis coming to the Boston Celtics and Marcus Smart departing from the team. We also discussed Bradley Beal going to the Phoenix Suns, as well as Chris Paul moving on to the Golden State Warriors. And we closed things off today by talking about the suspension of John Morant and the recent gun incident involving Patriots cornerback Jack Jones. Crazy. It's a wild world of it's a wild world uh right now in the sports uh in the sports hemisphere so crazy. It's crazy. it's nuts. And I really it really is. Yeah, so I really hope that you guys stay tuned into the show. Uh like I said we're available on all streaming platforms and I hope that you guys have a great day. So without any further ado from down the wire, I'm Brian Costa and I'm Chris Ring and we hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Take care. And peace out. WJMF Radio.